0: What the hell's the name of this thing? The
1: Ballsy Podcast. Hosted
0: by the award-winning Evan Grant. This
1: has been the most tense podcast
0: I have ever done. Kevin Sherrington. You're working on typewriters this time. Barry Horne. I
1: don't even know who you are anymore. Where were you last week?
0: Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sarrington, and in this episode, we'll be
1: talking about colleges. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the College
0: Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Hello, everybody. We've run off Evan Grant. I'm Kevin Sherrington. I'm Barry Horn. And uh, and you know what? It feels a lot better in here now, doesn't it? There's a lot more room to maneuver. Here is a lot. Is that
1: a shot at uh, Evan? Well, we're, we're not exactly in a spacious yeah, uh, p-
0: closet in here. Yeah, on top of uh, Mount Olivet or wherever we are. But joining us today is our old pal, former A&M, Texas A&M football coach, great coach, R.C. Slocum. R.C., it's great to have you on. Good morning. Uh, And, R.C., we're glad that you're doing okay. We know you you had a little medical emergency this morning, and and you got that taken (laughs) care of.
2: Well, not really. I mean, I went to the dentist this morning and had had a tooth fixed. But other than that, man, I'm I'm great.
0: I'm blessed,
2: good good health, and ready
0: to go. Good. Sounds good. Sounds a little bit better than what's going on with with the Aggies at this point, R.C. I have to tell you, I'm a little surprised. Uh, I, I had written this earlier in the year that they were going to uh, not going to have a, a second-half uh, collapse like they'd had in the last few years. That team seemed like it was a, a different team, different mentality, maybe some better leadership, senior leadership, uh, starting with Trevor Knight. Uh, and now the, 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 the two losses to Mississippi State and now Ole Miss. R.C., is, is this going to be an eight-win season, nine-win season, ten? What do you think it's going to be from this point?
2: I'm like you. I I really don't know. I was very encouraged uh, with the team. I was at the Alabama game, and I thought we really played well in that game. We made a mistake in the third quarter. We had to lead, and I thought it had a little momentum, and we had a late hit on the quarterback, and uh, on about a third and 18 play, we'd have been off the field, and they they kept the ball with the aid of the penalty went out and kind of took control of the game after that. But after that game, I still felt good about our team. That I, I thought our guys played hard in that game, and uh, the be- the better team won. Uh, Alabama was uh, a better team across the board than we were. But uh, and so then we came back, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain the Mississippi State thing. You know, we started off, we ended up losing our quarterback in the game, but we were having trouble before we lost him, you know, so I don't know, we had a big letdown there, and then uh, came home the other night, looked like we were okay at halftime, you know, we were 21-6, and feeling, uh, I, you know, I felt pretty good about the, the game at that time, and uh, just one thing after another, in the second half, we let that one get away from us.
1: How does this happen, seem to happen season after season after season now?
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain that. I know that. I've been asked that question this weekend several times, and I, I don't have the answer to it. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, we're uh, obviously in a very challenging league, uh, and we're in the toughest part of that league in the Western Division, so. If you look at that league and the performance week after week, uh, these things happen. I mean, Auburn uh, playing Georgia this week, and I thought Auburn kind of had it going a little bit. But, you know, a week ago I said, you know, it looks like they're coming on. You know, they're they're really got themselves and hitting their stride at the right time. And then they go to Georgia, and so it, I think in this league it, that happens quite quite a bit.
0: I think it does. It's a tough league. But I do want to ask you about this in particular, uh, R.C., because I was at the uh, Saturday I was driving back from Oklahoma, the Oklahoma-Bader game, and I was listening to the A&M game on the radio. And, and when they went up uh, there late with six minutes left, it seemed like that everything was okay, and, and uh, I lost uh, track of the broadcast, and then, then I got home it was all over. Uh, but uh, early in the season, I was at the UCLA game, blew a big lead in the fourth quarter, Came back, won the game in overtime. Uh, let's see. And then Tennessee. The Tennessee game also blew a big lead uh, late in the game. Came back, and won that game. Uh, and then this game, another case of blowing a big lead in the fourth quarter, and then uh, this time not being able to come back. from I mean, it. you know, that, uh, sooner or later, you you play with fire that much, you're probably going to get right. burned. Uh, when you when you see that happen in a fourth quarter. Does that speak to you more of uh, guys just losing their focus a little bit, guys not being in shape? I mean, is, does it, is there a trend that shows that from that standpoint?
2: Well, I, again, I I don't have the answer to that, but it's those things that you talk about. You know, a lot of things can happen. Guys who are not really confident of winning, sometimes you can get away from them, sometimes uh, – you know guys get tired or what i, I don't know i don't know how to, how to explain uh you know the fact that we ha- we have had some second half fourth quarter kind of uh issues and uh you know you, you have to give credit i think in the the UCLA game and the Tennessee game we came back and found a way to win the game we hung in there we we're playing against both times you know at that time UCLA was riding pretty high you know they were had their quarterback.
0: He's a good and, quarterback. Yeah, Rosey. Thought you know. they
2: were pretty good, you know, yeah. and and so we hung in there and found a way to win it late in the game, and then we 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 obviously didn't do it against Alabama, which no one else has up to this point. No, you know, not, uh, that, this week, that, you know, that wasn't a bad loss. Man. No, it yeah, wasn't. I after you know you never like a loss, but uh, I felt. Uh, I felt good about our team that yeah. we competed in a game and we'd been beaten by a better team. And, uh, had, 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 we'd added to it. If we could have kept it close down in the fourth quarter, sometimes you can beat a team that's better than you. If you get a break or two, but, uh, but then I don't know how to explain. The, the, obviously, Mississippi State's not a great football team, right? But the the day we played them, they got off to a good start and kind of got us on our heels, and we never got off of it. And then we lost our quarterback, and then uh, came back this week and you know, went out and really played uh, played pretty well in the in the first half. And uh, you know had a, had a, a, a you know we're twenty one to six and you're feeling pretty good. And then the third quarter, I got concerned when we couldn't put points on the board in the third quarter. We, we we didn't stretch that lead out, and then I really got concerned about the time you saying you lost the game. By that time, I, I said, man, we're in a dogfight here, and I I didn't like the way the numbers added up and the, the way things were going. We, we were having a hard time moving the ball at all on offense, and we were having a hard time stopping them, so that that's, that's a bad combination, you know. If we could have done either one, either side of the ball, if we could have been a little better at stopping them or if we'd have had some things we could have done to score, then you know, we'd have been okay. But it seemed like both sides, uh, both key parts, our offense and defense, uh, struggle in the fourth
1: quarter. So if, if you were Kevin Sumlin and you got to, uh, got to your office Monday morning after, after these two losses to the Mississippi-Mississippi State, how would you try to attack the issue?
2: Well, first of all, Kevin, I wouldn't want to speculate. <laughs> you know, I've, I've had my turn doing that, and uh, Kevin's got his turn now to do it. And I, I, I don't know enough about uh, the inside of what's going on or what you know how they evaluated the game and when they looked at it uh, on tape yesterday. So I, I really wouldn't want to uh, speculate on what he's thinking or what he would do or what he should do for that matter
0: let me you know uh as as long as we're talking about uh, some teams around here let's uh, branch out a little bit from there well for one thing i I do think that uh of course uh, i think it it perks up a little bit for a&m uh next game up uh that'll help a little bit but now you're going to close against lsu and boy all of a sudden uh you know they kind of got it going on a little bit uh they're, they're playing better than they were earlier in the season and and I don't know how much of that is uh, reacting to the new, the interim head coach, uh, but that's going to be a, a real headbanger in that game. And I'm, and I'm wondering, you know, how much with Miles Garrett's ankle problem, I don't know the extent of that injury, but he just doesn't seem the same uh, since he got hurt. And, and I have to think that, that that probably has an impact on not only just what he's not able to bring, but it has on his teammates as well, don't you think?
2: Well, when you take a guy that I I think is one of the premier players in college football, when you take that or you you, you limit that, you know where he's playing part of the time and he's not practicing all the time, and he's you know you really limited his production. then you take away, uh, you, you take away a real factor in the ball game. There, you know, he's the kind of guy when he's healthy, he's he's someone on on every down. He's a factor one way or the other. Either they're having to to get two people to try to block him or they're trying to do, have to do something to slow him down. And so that no no doubt that's a, that's a loss for him. And uh, we're getting ready. We play a team this week. I watched early in the year. I haven't followed UTSA, but I watched the Arizona state game. Cause my son coaches there and I felt Arizona state was fortunate to get out of there with a win against them. You know, so we play them, but, but, being realistic, I know that our guys uh, and, and fans you know we won't get a whole lot of, of uh, uh, respect this week our fans fully expect to win that game and uh, you, you don't get out of the doghouse by beating we UTSA no, you know, don't. If, we're, if we're able to do that and everybody knows that we've got a really we've got a team coming up that we've not beaten in quite a while and they look like they're gaining momentum right now. They, yeah. they, I've watched them, uh, and I, I, they're, they're they're playing really well as a team. They, the Alabama game was uh, was an old-fashioned slugfest with 0-0 at the end of the third quarter. I kind of liked that. A bunch, of, I bet a bunch you did. of fans probably didn't like it, but being an old defensive coach, I said, man, we finally got some ball going here. Yeah, but, you did. Anyway,
0: so if if it ends up being uh, eight wins uh, for this season, how do you think that's going to go over with the fan based RC?
2: Well, I don't know. It's one of those things that it's always uh, how a particular person chooses to look at it, and some people always see see the glass half empty, and others see it the other way. So that, that'll be you know that'll be up to the fans to decide uh, uh, if they look at look at the team and uh, you know going in the year we had a brand new quarterback and uh, he, he made some great plays for us uh, during the season and then end up losing him and we're having to kind of change offenses in, in the middle of the stream right now with the, the long suit that we had uh, earlier of being able with the quarterback uh, being a, a running threat we no right. longer have that we had some offense built around that you know and now we've had to change in a week's time. We've had to change and go another direction. So I don't know all the things that, that will be taken into account when people consider uh, their evaluation of the season, the success of the season. And
0: we still got a lot left.
2: Yeah, we can come back and win these next two games, everybody will be be riding
0: high. I, that would make a big difference. Yeah, win those last two. Yeah. Now this yeah. an eight-win se- season would be welcome in Austin, uh, and that's not going to happen now unless they unless they go to a bowl game and win that. Um And, and that's if uh, that's if Charlie pulls it out here. What do you what do you see in the situation at Texas?
2: Well, I don't know. First of all, uh Texas is about like a And M. They don't welcome eight-win seasons. No, <laughs> you know, I, know, I know better than that. You know they. They might accept an eight-win season, but they they, uh, they justifiably have high expectations, and we have high expectations. So, uh, you know, I, I looked at their team early in the year. I, I like the young quarterback. I, I do think they've made some progress with their team, you know, and whether that's the uh, – it, it probably never is as much progress as people would want unless you win every game. You know, there's only – there's only uh, – it's, we've become a lot like the, the National Football League because up there there's one good team every year and it's the team that won the Super
0: Bowl. <laughs> That's right. And,
2: and we've got college football where you're 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 looking for, first of all, conference championships and you're looking the playoffs and to win the national championship. And so uh, I know Texas has high expectations and I know Charlie's been under a lot, of, a lot of fire over there. And, you know, he's made progress and, you know, people have to... Have to see how they feel about the progress that they've made. But,
0: uh, what are they? I don't know how much you've actually watched uh, them since he took over the play calling duties on defense. Do you see uh, much difference in what they're doing defensively?
2: I, I haven't had a chance to see them in the last couple of weeks, and uh, I know Charlie. I've got a lot of respect for him as defensive coach. He actually spent one season with me. Right. Uh, early in his career, he was a graduate assistant here, worked with our defensive staff. And, uh, and I've kept up with him over the years. He's got a he's got an excellent defensive background. I mean, he's been around some really good defenses and has coordinated some really good defenses. So I don't have any doubt that he knows what he's doing in, in coaching defense. And uh, it's a matter of uh, getting the right guys and then getting – you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. You know, for, number one, having the right guys and then having them buy into the system and uh, – there are a lot of factors, and like I say, I haven't watched them enough to really evaluate where they are right now.
0: Now, I know you keep up in the, with the college football, though, and you uh, always have some uh, very good opinions about uh, the college football playoff rankings and where you think that's going. So uh, as we do this podcast right now, it is on Monday, so we, we don't know what the, uh, what the rankings are, are at the moment. But give me your top four right now.
2: Well, I I kind of like the way they're ranked. You know, this, this is you're gonna laugh at this a little bit, but I uh, when I look at that, I take pleasure in seeing that there's some old guys and some old school coaches that are at the top of that deal. Starting with Alabama, a team that is, has very talented team, but from a philosophical standpoint is built around playing great defense and being able to their physical offensive team their balanced offensive team urban meyer at ohio state's the same thing I, I like i like his approach to football uh harbaugh at michigan even though they lost this past week and i still see that team is the kind of team that can that can hang in there during the course of a season, I think, and, and have a chance, and in the playoffs. And if you look at teams, one of the big issues, and if everybody gets, you have injuries, that's a part of football. And if you get the teams who have been successful over the years and have recruited well over the years, they have more depth. When they have the inevitable injuries, they've got someone else they can plug in there. So a team like Alabama is built to make it through the playoffs. They've got more depth than, than most people they play. Ohio State's the same way. Uh, the quarterback at Louisville and the way they move the ball, you know, they're they, they are, uh, really amazing. I, I, I've i been a Clemson fan. I really like their coach, and uh, I've been a Clemson fan. I was surprised to, to see them lose this weekend. Yeah, and, that, well, a lot really, of people
0: surprised by that.
2: Yeah, you know, that's one of those things. But, uh, you know, you just – you never know from week to week. You know, it's college football. I had years ago at one of, we, we played Colorado, and at Colorado, and we were we were in the top five, and they were too. So after the game, we lost a close game, and the first question, you were more than likely at the press conference, but the first question was, uh, R.C., were you shocked today to lose this game? <laughs> I, said, I said, no. I was really, really disappointed, but I'm never shocked. I read, I read the paper every weekend, and roughly half the teams in college football lose every weekend, so I'm never shocked. That quote I still get credited for, and I'll make it to you again in this podcast. You know that I, I, for that reason, I'm never shocked. You know, he said, "Oh God, dog oh, Clemson got beat." You know, Washington did too. Yes, they can, did. Every week, you can find games like that. It happens every week. Those. So-called shockers, but if you spent your life in football like I have, they're not really shockers. You know, would you, you, you,
1: would it shock you, you? Would it shock you for Alabama not to win the national championship?
2: It, it, it would really surprise me if they didn't win it. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that. I, I like to say I'm never shocked at anything, because. But just looking at them and looking at, and I've watched a lot of their games this year and watched how they played. They, they, in every area, they're really good. You know, they they can catch the ball, they can, uh, they can run the ball. They play physical defense, and, and Nick's a heck of a coach. Uh, that's part of it. You know, he, yeah, it's very easy to say, wow, well, they got all that talent. They do have talent, but managing that talent and every week getting everyone's best shot. And coming away winning, getting behind, and coming back, and get just uh, there's some great leadership going on in that program too.
0: Well, you know, the, watching that game in particular, when uh, and I was at that A and M Alabama game as well, and I had the same impressions that you did. That uh, wow, you know, A and M really played well. If it had the roughing penalty on the quarterback was just a uh, that was a deal killer there. Um, but uh, to me, the only thing about that team that I could see, you know how it is, it, it, some stuff goes wrong, you get some turnovers and things happen, right. uh, is that the, 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 it'll be, to me, on the freshman quarterback. The defense will be great, yeah. and they'll play great yeah. defense. It'll be really hard to score points. But if the freshman kind of uh, responds poorly to the big stage, he hasn't so far, he's been great. But right. if he does respond poorly, if he turns it over a couple of times, then I think you could see a possibility of an upset. But that's what it's going to take and something like that to happen, I
2: think. I think that's a great evaluation. That's the only thing. We had him just a little bit there in the third quarter. Yes, we did. had him a little bit shaky there, and that one series, the one where we got the roughing penalty, he had had a bad series. He he was throwing that ball around and kind of antsy a little bit, you know. So, if we had been a little better, or if we hadn't committed the penalty, and we'd we'd have taken the ball over with momentum and good field position, and you know, if we'd have gotten it screwed down tight, and and someone. Uh, made the comment to me, a, a veteran coach I talked to he said, "You know, one thing that happens a whole lot of the time, Alabama's playing with, playing with the other teams' money. You know, they get out there and get a lead, and then you get you can really be cute calling plays and doing all kinds of things. You know, so they don't play many close games. No, and uh, so you know, as you move along, and once you get in the playoffs, and good chance you'll you'll play some teams that are closer to you in talent." And as I look again like the game we had a, a year ago so Ohio State, you know, is 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 a talented football team. I don't think they're more talented than Alabama, but they would be closer. Yeah. If you look at the whole array of teams, I would say Ohio State would be closer to Alabama talent-wise than than probably anyone that I've seen.
0: I agree with I agree with that. You know to the, to your point about uh defense, defense I I made this point last week I was surprised and I was looking up the uh uh, last week's uh top uh, the CFp rankings of the one two three four five six seven seven uh, the top seven teams and then eight of the top nine had top 25 defenses and seven of those teams had uh, top 18 you know uh, it was interesting to me the number of really good defensive teams that uh, that were in there and i and I believe that that has to be the influence of the coaches on that committee don't you think
2: well, I, I, it probably does, and uh, you know one of the things that I, I I talked to Bill Walsh, and I got to be pretty good friends, and uh, he, he told me one time, and I, I always believe this, that you know from week to week, uh, he had done a study. He took the top twenty pitchers in baseball one one year, and he analyzed each one of them and their seasons, and said, every one of those guys, even though they were the they they were the I say not the top 20. He took the top pitchers, the 20-game winners. Everybody that won 20 games. And he evaluated them, and each of them, there was a game or two during the year where that day they just didn't have it, and they had to be pulled because they just weren't on even though they were the best in the game. That day they weren't. And he said, if you build your offense around a quarterback showing up hot every Saturday, you're going to be disappointed. But He said, if you build your team around having a defense, Every week, if you have a good defense, they should be good every week. If you get bad weather, they should be even better. And if you're offensively, uh, if you build your offense around the quarterback showing hot, showing up hot every Saturday, you're probably going to have some disappointment. But he said, if you have a running game, so if you got a sound defense and a good running game, and then if you get bad weather, you can still run the football. And so that's always. I, I never forgot that. And if you look at the successful teams, they kind of have that philosophy a little bit. Uh, you know, Nick Saban understands that. Urban Meyer understands that. Harbaugh I think it's, understands that.
0: I think it's a little easier to do when you're getting – because you know how it is. The The, the hardest thing to, to recruit is are great linemen, you know, because they're just yeah. – I think there are fewer great linemen than there are quarterbacks, right. you know. Right. And and when you get those, you can really load up. And that brings up an interesting point because this is something I read last week I wanted to ask you about as a, as an old defensive guy. I was reading about uh, how uh, Washington State has kind of turned it around here. Mike Leach, is, he's had some good seasons out there, but in the last year, he's they've really improved quite a bit. And and one of the things they attribute that to is he hired uh, Gary Pinkle's nephew, who worked on his staff there at Missouri. Uh, Grinch is the a, is a guy's name. He's 36 years old. And his philosophy is that we're going to put the fastest guys on the field. He said if, if if a guy's not playing, if he's not starting for me on my defense, it's not because of his size, it's because he's not fast enough. I think he's got like a 220-pound, you know, defensive end. And their whole idea is that we're going we're gonna to make you turn the ball over. We're going to uh, – he, he looked up some studies that showed that if, if you were averaging in college football two turnovers a game, your defense was forcing two turnovers a game, that you win nine games. And right now they're averaging Washington state's averaging forcing two turnovers a game and they've won nine games. So, uh is that one of the things he concedes is that it's easier for us to play this kind of game. We're going to gamble a lot. We're going to try to strip the ball, do that kind of thing because we got an offense that that can put up points. You know, we're not have to worry about, you know, that. Um is that the is that the answer for, for Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech? I mean he, he's a, he's an old uh, Mike Leach guy. Would it would it help him to to maybe take another page out of Mike Leach's book?
2: Well, I I like that philosophy anyway. I, whatever you're doing, you know that was kind of what we did. I never worried, and I got I learned early in my career. We had guys like Ed Simonini and Garth Naples. Some guy Ed was a two-time All-American here, and the most he ever weighed was about two hundred five. Yeah, at linebacker. So over the years, if you look at that win, if you look at William Thomas, if you look at Aaron Wallace, about Johnny Holland, we we had a we. <laughs> I said, if he can run, has got some toughness. I can coach him. Yeah, uh, to play defense, and I never worried much. And we played, you know, back in the day when uh, Klingler and the guys, Andre Ware at Houston, the, you know they were 800 yards a game and 50 points a game, you know, but they didn't do that against us because <laughs> I had some guys that could run out there, and we could give them some looks and do some things with them that some people couldn't do just because of personnel. And uh, when we would play them, if you recall, uh, a whole lot of the game, I would put our two defensive, our, our two outside linebackers, I would put it in, and I'd put a nickel and dime in there. I'd have six DBs. I'd have the two outside linebackers playing in, and I'd have two inside backers, and my quickest lineman, I would put it nose. We really had one true lineman playing in the game. All the rest were DB linebacker-type guys. And so... We could do a we could do a lot of things coverage wise. We could do a lot of things blitz wise, and uh, so I, I think as I look at the game today, if being able to adjust to these spread offenses and all that, and, and Patterson does a lot of that stuff at TCU. Yeah, I see a lot of the philosophically uh, he. he he gets a lot of speed on the field and moves them around. they got people, Black and Ham's got to hit a moving target. You
0: know? Yeah, and they're very aggressive too, especially with their secondary. Their, yeah. their corners right. come up and get a lot of press right. coverage. Right. RC, it's always great to have you on. We appreciate you taking the time. We're going to have you back too. We're going to talk more about this CFP as it, as it starts to wind down the rest of the season. But I, I, I think that uh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Alabama from here on out. I, they, can ch- they can change the other, uh, the other parts and all that, but I'm going to leave Alabama number one
2: i think well i appreciate that (laughs) have a good day man it's good to talk to you
0: great talking to you uh, all right we'll see you see you so there goes there goes rc slocum uh an old defensive guy and uh not not a surprise that he he likes that kind of thing but i tell you what as i uh, cited those uh the rankings with those coaches i think that's that's what you should if you're trying to guess what they're going to do they're going to go with those. You know guys. what they should do? They
1: should change the name of the uh, college football playoff to the Alabama Invitational. This rem- this reminds me of like a, a basketball tournament when you're inviting the other three teams to it. Yeah, and uh, you, you want to make sure you're going to win it. Well, not and I, you call it the SMU or the Alabama Invitational. And I'm telling you that, that the way this breaks down. It certainly does this and year. And Alabama could lose. They could go out and, and lose yeah. and lose, to, and lose tomorrow. Just for the reason but, we talked but, about. But they just look so overwhelmingly
0: dominant. You know, it's funny to me because we had this conversation about who's the best coach in college football. Is it Nick Saban? Is it Urban Meyer? You, you know, for a while that was going back and forth, you right. know, because one was beating the other one. And, and, of course, a lot of it has to do with what you're doing. And, and uh, I, have, I have some of my own theories about that, as a matter of fact. I was uh, talking to Gary Lovell about this the other day. Uh, About who is Gary Lovell? He's our sports editor. Is that let's take what Nick Saban is doing in Alabama right now. Is this what he's doing right now better than what Barry Bryant did at Alabama? Uh well we live in the
1: present and I would have to say it's absolute it is better because it's just a more competitive and why is world, it more w- world we live in
0: we have because we don't have scholarship limitations. we have scholarship we limitations, have scholarship limitations. limitations. and that changed everything in college football right. you had guys get out of college football in the seventies because they could no longer sign a well Barry Switzer told year. us
1: last week he would recruit guys just for the sake of recruiting guys so he wouldn't have to play against them on absolutely. Saturday absolutely and so and you know so he'd he'd have you know he'd have a fourth string. Tackle or fourth string offensive lineman, who he knew could possibly hurt him or play at at, at a rival school, and and he and
0: he was on uh, on scholarship at, at Oklahoma. Absolutely. So you, you so to think that you're doing what he's doing now. So how does that happen? though? How do you keep, now? And here's here's my because theory. he's a
1: gr- okay. Go ahead. He's a
0: great coach. And there's no question about that. And he's, and obviously they're doing a great job recruiting. Here's my thinking about it: is, is that we live in a generation now of kids who grew up on social media, right? Correct. And for all the uh, the options that we're supposed to have now in entertainment, right? All the things that are available to you now. It's a, you know, when when you and I were growing up, there were three network stations on TV and PBS, right. and that's it. You had nothing to watch. You know, just the same things over, and so everybody watched the well, same. Well, the game thing. of the week was the game of the week, absolutely. And now there's a billion options. And with all those options, what what are kids looking at on their on social media? What's trending? Is this what's trending now? I, I'm I'm on my my cell phone 24 hours a day because I want to find out what's trending, what everybody else is doing. Everybody's doing the same thing. Every, what, what's happened is with all the diversity and with all the options that kids have now, now they're all falling lockstep in the same line and want to do the same thing. And when you see a team that's going to win every year, like Alabama is or Ohio state, I think what's happening is that kids are just, you know, we can, we can see it even not just kids. It translates to people like Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma state. To go to Golden State, I want to we, go to a team. He didn't leave Oklahoma State. He left. I, I mean, Oklahoma State. I'm sorry, Oklahoma City. I'm still in my college body here. He left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State is because because these guys, and I, and I don't blame him for that. Well, that's what the NBA is all about now, too. I it mean, is all I, about that.
1: You know, I, I I want to go somewhere where I can win a championship and, they, and, and the – and, and the basic and the groundwork has already been laid. And, they, and they've been criticized by that
0: by older players. Is that not correct?
1: Yes. That like guy's like a Charles Barkley. So, but these are people who also grew up in social media generation. But let me ask you this question now. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about – so you agree Nick Saban is the best coach in college football?
0: Oh, no, I would say that it's between him and Urban Meyer. Okay. It, on any
1: given season. All right. So let's go back four years ago in Austin or whatever – how many years ago in Austin? Mm-hmm. Should they have moved heaven and earth – to bring Nick Saban to Austin. I was at, told that, that, that
0: there were people there willing to pay the $10 million right. to get him. And that the administration said, no, we're not doing that. Who was right? Uh, were, were, were those people willing
1: to pay the $10 million correct? He about the, Should, if he were there right now, would Texas be better off? Sure
0: they would be. Okay. Everybody would be better. But but here's the thing. You, you have to ask that philosophically. Are we willing to to say we're going to pay $10 million here to our football coach? You know. And who's the highest paid guy on campus right now? Anyways, is it the football coach? Well, yeah, it probably is. So but he's not making – so, Charlie's making five, I think, so that would be like twice as much. Uh, to get more bank for their ten million than they're getting for their I, five million. I know this was a long time ago, and maybe people don't care about this anymore. But remember when Jackie Sherrill got his two hundred sixty-seven thousand? Oh, at, that was Texas a lot A&M? of money back then. Was I, a lot I, of money. Yes, but he was also being the coach and the AD for two sixty-seven. And remember all the fallout from that yes. at the time. Oh my gosh, people! You would have thought it was the end of the earth that Jackie was getting that kind of money. But
1: if he would have brought a national championship or, or a string or made Texas A and M. Into well, they a, well, they did make him better. They were much. He better. made him better, but he he didn't take him
0: to the promised land. No, but he, I tell you what, he set up. You know, and they had their best years under RC for the most extended time. But those were teams that that Jackie had set up. Too. Right. And there's yeah. no question that Jackie did a lot of good things for a and But
1: we live in a world now where winning, I, I think, winning your conference is is good, but not good. Everybody wants to play for the national championship. Sure. So uh, the stakes are the stakes are much higher. Now and can you pay too much for Nick Saban or I'll, okay I'll
0: throw Urban, Urban Meyer. Meyer in there oh yeah you got to, I mean look can I, you pay too much um, for the what bang you would get for your buck you can pay too much if you're not going to get it there because look here's the thing to remember about no well here's the thing to remember about uh, Nick Saban and Urban Meyer where are they coaching they coached at two pretty pretty good schools, Alabama with, and Ohio with, State. With tremendous, okay, was te- you wouldn't put Texas on that uh,
1: on that plane? I I would. Well, you know I don't With know if, them coaching
0: it? I I don't know that I would. Wow. Uh, and I and Ohio I, State was down. I know when Urban you got I, know, there. I know you hate for me to cite things that I've written. Oh my god. But gosh. a couple of weeks ago I wrote about the problems about coaching in Texas. And and the, one of the problems is is that at Alabama there's Auburn, and, and certainly that is yes. a large rival, but not. But that's just one school. And in Ohio State, who's the who's the the rival in Ohio? None. There is no rival in Ohio for, for Ohio State. So right. And Ohio and Ohio is a huge football uh, producing football producing state. So you're getting all the best players from Ohio. And in Alabama, you're getting all the best players from you know Alabama. the southeast. You know you're getting whatever you want there. In Texas, it's so divided up. And you and you and it's so difficult. But to, but are you contradicting up. yourself here? Because a couple
1: of minutes ago you said what's trending. So if you could build one of those schools, if you could build Texas into Texas or Texas A and M, yeah, into that school or Texas Tech or whatever whatever school you're ha- you you want to say, yeah. would that not become a self fulfilling uh, program? A program the kids kids would want to go to. It,
0: it could, but but what I'm saying is is that it's much more difficult. People talk, and I have said this before. I said, "Oh, Texas is the best job, or it's one of the best jobs in the country." You, You, you think it is? On a on a visceral scale, because you say that it's in Texas. Where what's bigger, you know, other than California, Florida, Ohio, Texas? Those are the, your four hotbeds in, in high school football, Correct. right? Correct. And uh, and you're right in the middle of the state. Oh, what could be better than being in Texas? Well, but until you consider the fact that there are 12 Division One schools, pretty schools yeah. some pretty good schools in
1: Florida and some pretty good schools in
0: California. There are, and, and but you know, look, Texas had Daryl Royal, right? One of the legends of college football who coached at Texas for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And in 20 years, he won three championships, which is, you know, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh not – I mean, it's good. I, I don't want to undermine that in any way. Although you can see what, what Nick Saban has done at Alabama. And you see what Bud Wilkinson did at Oklahoma. I mean, uh Oklahoma, off the top of my head, was it eight or nine championships that yeah. Oklahoma right. has? You're right. You know, Oklahoma. Why is it that Oklahoma – has three times as many championships as Texas. Why is it that, that? Well, they
1: got a lot of players out of Texas. Well,
0: why is it that LSU has only one fewer champion? LSU, from a little bitty Louisiana, has three national championships. Texas has four.
1: They turn out some pretty good players at, at, at LSU. And in and and Louisiana. Louisiana. They lock up Louisiana. They lock up their They didn't state. lock up
0: Dak Prescott. If they had gotten Dak Prescott, don't tell them what. But, but, and then they, they,
1: then they would come to Texas and pick off some players. Yes, as and, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma pick, does too. Oklahoma State now. Picks off, pick up, picks off players, too. I'm, I'm but to if you build the team, if Nick Nick Saban had come to Texas and made Texas the team, it would have been harder to get. Oh, you would have got, got good players out of Texas, but I don't think you would have gotten the players that he wanted to play at Texas out of Texas.
0: No. No. There's no question that Nick Saban makes any program better. What I'm saying is is that if you pay $10 million and he runs, you know, uh, he's got a better situation in Alabama than he would have at Texas, is my is my final line on that. Uh, and, and same with Urban Meyer at Ohio State. He's got a better situation there just because you command the entire state. And I don't think you can – listen, I don't think that's a coincidence that when you go into these states, like, you know, my wife from Arkansas, we spent a lot of time there, you go into Arkansas, the the Razorbacks – uh whether they're good or bad, they're the cowboys of that state. You know, everybody's for the Razorbacks. If you if you send your kids to Arkansas State, you're still pulling for the Razorbacks. Right. And that and so when you got an entire state marshalled behind you like that, I think that makes a big difference to, uh, when you come over here where everybody's for everybody. I mean you, you you can walk around the place and and you there might there's there are a lot of Texas fans, there's a lot of Aggie fans, but there's a lot of other fans too. You know, there's people pulling for all kinds of you know uh, teams around here, and that just doesn't happen really much anyplace else, other than maybe Florida. There's
1: a, a very small impactful group in Arkansas who, who root for Hendricks. Don't <laughs> yeah, that's a very,
0: very small. Don't
1: don't don't. Like, but you know what I found? Fa- like but what I what I found, and, and and I'm a Yankee, and I know this. There are a lot of people in Oklahoma who do not like the University of Oklahoma and prefer Oklahoma State. You just say that because I, I am I am stunned. Your your child is marrying into one of those in, into into the Oklahoma State yeah. uh, family. But but I am stunned that there are, there and it's 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 not I don't know if it's twenty five percent or whatever percentage. There are a lot of people in Oklahoma who do not like the University of Oklahoma. I'll just say that I wouldn't say a lot. I would say there's a twenty five percent twenty five percent.
0: Okay, a, but over a state. Seventy-five percent are still for Oklahoma.
1: Uh, Doug, Doug, what's the hand
0: signals? The arm signals? Doug, Doug no, no, he's tired. He's tired. Our producer Doug wants <laughs> us to go. But I, but I think it's, I think it's an interesting point. So here, let's let's do our final takeaway on the CFP. What's it going to be? It's the
1: I, as I said, it's the Alabama Invitational. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. And uh, who do you think it's going to be on the on that top four? Alabama. Yeah, I'll take the winner of the Michigan Ohio State game. Oh, well, let's
0: just say for right now, Ohio State. No, no, for right now, not for the final. No,
1: oh, for right now, but yeah. right now doesn't matter. Well, we want to say who we think it's going to be. Okay, so um, I'll just go Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson will stay in there, and because of their victory over Louisville. Yeah, and uh, Michigan, Michigan. Yeah, I,
0: I think it's going to be Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson. I, I think just I said that. No, you had you had Clemson and Michigan flipped. Oh, I thought. I, oh, I didn't know we had to have them one, two, Can three, four. Okay. Uh, I'll 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 still have Clemson. I, meant to, head, I meant I'll have to, Clemson ahead of me. I'm going to ask RC this. Do you? All right. So there's all this speculation that that maybe Oklahoma would still be alive. Uh, in their in the AP rankings, they are up to eighth, but they were only they were ninth. They only moved up one. They were eleventh in the CFP rankings last week. But so many teams lost. You had what four teams in the top ten lose? Yes, including A and M. Uh, so I so A and M uh, Oklahoma has to move up to the top ten. I will say that they will probably be eighth. Yeah, but I'll say this: it's like it's
1: like if you're five, you're lose. You're five, you're first loser. No, yeah, well, absolutely. So I don't, I don't, and I don't think they. they it's a four team race. Anything after four doesn't matter. They
0: could get up close. That they'll beat Wisconsin because Wisconsin will lose in the Big Ten championship game. I think to whoever that is, probably Ohio State, and uh, and then uh, Louisville will be in the way. Though I don't think Louisville's going to lose again. Uh, so Louisville end up. Louisville end up being. But
1: Louisville, Louisville had one game and had to win this season. Yeah, and lost.
0: And lost. Yeah, and they'd think if they had won that game, yeah. you know, I uh, think where they would be, they'd be right there, there'd be no way be to two. get them out. Yeah,
1: yeah. But they, but they did. Yeah, they
0: did. All right, that's it. Uh, thanks for everybody for being on. We remember to tune into our other podcasts. We had the the Rangers podcast and a Scintillating Cowboy. I thought I thought a Cowboy podcast. Was the best cowboy
1: I think podcast we have had. Let's I think.
0: enter that one in the Emmys. What do you think? The,
1: the K, okay, I, I don't know. I don't think we're oh, because we were on Facebook Live, so we could enter it in a T in a broadcast TV uh competition. Oh, I love that. Who who, who, will, do wear, right who will do all the talking? Who will do it? Who will do all the talking when we accept the, the award Emmy? for that? Yeah, Evan will go up there, he'll be like the executive producer, and we'll we'll just be in the background, and Evan will hold the. Hold the Emmy. He'll say, I'd like to thank all the little people who made this And he would hold this, and he would say, I'd like to thank everybody who's up here with us. But we will get no recognition. No, none. It's pretty much like when we are here. Yeah.
0: All right, Doug, take us out of here. Thanks for listening to our College Ballsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every
1: week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.